If you haven't heard, the Adult Sex Ed Masterclass is coming up. This is the sex ed you should have got for female identifying humans. We're going to be busting myths and falsehoods to create a healthy sexuality with less shame and way more pleasure. I'm guessing you received the high school sex ed, you know, that we all kind of got, but it lacked in so many areas around female pleasure. And it was also filled with so much fear and so much shame. And this leaves us, right, trying to figure it out on our own, hoping our partners know what we want, comparing ourselves to what we see on TV or in movies, naive at what was normal and what was not, and too embarrassed to ask and too fearful to explore. So it's really time to change this narrative, to reclaim your pleasure between the sheets. So I invite you to join me for this free adult sex ed masterclass where we will be busting myths and falsehoods to create a healthy sexuality with less shame and so much more pleasure. The next free event is coming up on Tuesday, September 19th at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. There will be a replay available if you can't join us live, but I am going to drop the link for you to sign up for this free masterclass. I can't wait to see you all there. Go to the show notes, grab the link. You are listening to Get Your Sexy Back podcast with Kim Coffin, empowerment, sex, love, and relationship coach. My goal is to bring you uncensored healing and pleasurable wellness through sacred sexuality, sex positivity, and empowerment that feels good to your body. So as a collective, we can release shame, reclaim the places we've been most disempowered, reconnect to our body, remember who we are, and step into our unapologetic power, basically breaking down the walls of our conditioning and the patriarchy together. My pussy is so excited that you are here. Let's drop into this week's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. I have with me today the fabulous sister goddess of mine, Kate Bailey. And I am so excited to have you. We're going to be chatting about all things um, breaking Oh my, talking about all things about, oh, see that all things doesn't work. Okay. I don't even normally edit, but I guess I'm editing that. We're going to be talking about. (laughs) I dare you to leave it in. I dare you to leave it in. (laughs) We're going to have to now. Now we're going to be talking about breaking the cycles of dysfunctional sex. Oh my gosh. This is going to be so fun. I can't wait. I love how the delivery is slightly dysfunctional. It's perfect. It's so perfect. Yes, it is. We are going to be dysfunctional today (laughs) and break those cycles of perfectionism and everything else that goes in there. So welcome, Kate. Yes. Hi. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. I absolutely love you and all that you do and all your genius and brilliance. Um, So yeah, I'm Kate Bailey, the Play Big Queen. My name is my title and an encouraging command for all women, Play Big Queen. I'm a transformational and intuitive coach and course creator that shows women basically how to get ready to receive big things in life and love. Mm, Perfect. I love that. And Creatrix Woman 911 is your baby. No, no. We've had a brand name change. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. That was it. Okay. So the officially new one is? So I'm operating under Kate Bailey Inc. and my podcast and my community is Play Big Queen. Yeah. Okay. So that's <laughs> the new. Okay. 
Good to know. Oh my gosh. See, that's going to help other people who are like, I thought there was another thing that Kate did or something. So that's perfect to claim that and let people know. We go through transformations throughout our lives. And sometimes that includes name changes. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to need I'm going to need all your new links too. Cause I've got like women, 911 groups. Perfect. I want this. This is good. Play big. This is awesome. Yeah. This is awesome. So what happened in your life that led you to this? Tell me more about your story. Fill us in. Oh yeah. So I really had done it all in my search for true happiness, like from working corporate um, to casting talent for MTV. And I worked in the New York city fire department And I also went to six different colleges before discovering that I had a learning disability that I never received help for. It made me really shrink and play small and think that there was something fundamentally wrong with me and how I work. I was like very driven, but also very different than those around me, like always trying to keep up with their timing and their pace and their expectations and demands. And for a long time, I thought that I was broken and that I would never really have what I wanted in life. And I just felt so stuck in that. And like at one point in my journey and my, you know, personal development work, I had a thought that it is possible that I have great potential and that there's more for me in life than just this. And so I needed to learn how to get clarity on who I was and like what my identity was and what I wanted and what brought me pleasure and get really confident in what my talents and my purpose is. And I did that with the help of a lot of mentorship, a lot of community, specifically sisterhood. And I realized that this is not only my story, my life story, but this is my purpose. This transformation that I'm going through, this is what I'm born to teach and lead other women through. And now I get to do that with like the most incredible women. Yes. Oh, that sounds so, so, so juicy. It literally turned my pussy on just hearing that. It's like, yes. Did I make you feel funny? Mm. No, you made me (laughs) light up and turn on. Yeah. I like to live in that all day long. So we're good there. We're just mm. a little juice. That's a good. Place. Yeah. So let's speak to a little bit more of what dysfunctional sex is first, and then we can dive into breaking the cycles of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, are you asking what I think dysfunctional? Yeah. Sex is? What you think? Yeah. I was thinking that just as soon as I said it, I'm like, what do you think dysfunctional sex is? Yeah. So when it's not functioning, I guess, you know, I come from a medical background too. So I worked in emergency medicine. So I hear the word dis and I'm thinking like the medical terminology, you know, which means painful or not working right. And I guess those definitions apply here as well, right? Not fun. Right. Forcing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Performative. Right. So really just not understanding what the function of sex is for you in your life and what its purpose is and what it's meant to do for you and your relationships as well. Right. And in not knowing that, not having that, you have the potential for pain or grief or loss around that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so much there. And so many women just think that's just the way it is or something's wrong with them. Same as you thought, literally in your career and your business is something's wrong with us. 
And yeah. we feel that throughout every area of our life, including the bedroom, including mm-hmm. the sex, our sex life and, and, and so forth. Especially but it's there, not yeah. dysfunctional. There's actually nothing to fix. There's nothing wrong with us. That's the first and foremost line that I want people to hear. What is your take on that? Well, I mean, part of what I do, I, I guess I wouldn't specifically identify as a sex coach, but part of what I do in life coaching and empowering women is sex, love and relationships. And there are times when I'm working through identity with clients and that could be linked to sexual identity and what brings them pleasure. And the subject, especially in heteronormative relationships, always comes up around thinking that you have some dysfunction because you're not aroused as quickly or you're not orgasming as fast. And I always tell women that come to this discussion, this subject matter, that you don't operate a lawnmower like a leaf blower, right? Like you, <laughs> you, you don't operate the male anatomy the same way you operate the female anatomy. And that's kind of like the cosmic joke, right? That if you start to understand the anatomy of arousal and how it works, men tend to get aroused extremely quickly. And then they orgasm, have a refractory period where they take some time to redirect the blood down to their genitals about 15 to 20 minutes before they can get aroused again. And women are pretty much the opposite of that, right? So we can take about 15 to 20 minutes to get aroused. But then once we orgasm, we can have multiples over and over and over again, because we don't need time to redirect the blood down to the genitalia area. So it's, Mm -hmm. but we keep operating from this place where we think that we're all lawnmowers or leaf blowers. And then, you know, everybody starts having shame for not being a lawnmower or leaf blower. It doesn't make sense. I love that lawnmower or leaf blower. Mm -hmm. That is so perfect. And that's so perfect to also hold for our more uh, male identifying clients and then they're like oh because most of the other time they're not getting it either so that is so perfect I love that analogy that is so good Mm. what what happened in your life that led you to this work and led you to all of these changes I want to hear also about the brand change and how that came about all of it yeah so I mean like I said it was really about um feeling and actually at part points in my life, you know, being disenfranchised from like traditional educational systems and sometimes traditional work systems, and then really letting that make me small and interpreting that in a way where I let it take me out of my power, right? Um, To be honest, I didn't have a solid foundation to begin with or healthy coping mechanisms, you know, um, who of us grows up with perfect healthy coping mechanisms. But Mm -hmm. I was in this place where I was really starting to see myself objectively and how I was showing up. And everything that I was discovering was I was judging myself on how I showed up compared to other people, right? Mm -hmm. And when I stopped comparing myself to how other people are showing up and I valued my way and my timing and how I work, it was a massive shift for me. And I think as women too, and in general, you know, we have these generational patterns where we're kind of taught to people, please, you know, show up for everybody else, be how other people want us to be, you know, sugar and spice and everything nice. 
And I was just in this place for so long where I was being what I thought other people wanted me to be, what I needed to be to get the degree, to do the work, to get the relationship. And I had this radical reclamation in part due to Mama Gina's work around who I was and what I came here to do with my time and energy on this earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were in uh, Mama Gina's work with School of Womanly Arts together in 2019. Were you in 2019 or 2018? I think the journey started in 2018, but I did mastery yeah. in 19. Okay. And my, yeah, mine was a little bit before you, but then I was there for two years, but there was such a beautiful reclamation of our bodies, of our sexuality, of our pussy, of sisterhood, of all of this amazing, amazing, I'm going to call it stuff, but it doesn't even deserve the word stuff. It's like this portal to really coming in to our truth and into our body and into connecting and actually learning how to listen to what our body, to what our pussy, to what it is we really want while releasing the shame and releasing the conditioning and stopping settling and learning to set boundaries and all of this stuff that you do in your work still today. Yeah. And I do as well. That feels so, so yummy. It was such a beautiful journey. Have you absolutely loved the last four years in this journey? Yeah. I mean, I think what resonated the most deeply with me was when you said the word connection, right? So connection Mm -hmm. to our divinity, to each other as women. I mean, Mama Jean and that whole work and the whole work of embodiment is about turning on, right? And lighting up and stepping into your radiance and your brilliance. And I just can't imagine what my life would have been like if I did not undergo that transformation, right? Like the before is just, you know, so much pressure, energy, so much driving, driving, driving. And, you know, driving because I had to be for me, for my learning disability, but also for women in general, because like women very much are in survival mode and spread so thin and on the edge of burnout with traditional society, even now in modern society, we're in this like pressure and driving and burned out. And now like I've completely flipped that. Now I'm like receiving, 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 embodying on, turning on, turning on, turning on, lighting up, (laughs) embodied, being present with people, you know, um, it's just night and day. It's absolutely different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to know your your take on sex positivity and and how that shows up in this work, in your work, in the coming home to ourselves. We've touched on a little bit, but let's go deeper. Yeah, I mean, everything I do with my work too, with women is about reclamation, right? So reclaiming who you are, releasing what doesn't serve you, rejecting the stories about who you are, about what you think you're worth and what you deserve. And a big part of that, especially for women, is reclaiming our identity. But an even bigger part of that is reclaiming our sexual identity and Mm -hmm. our sexual experiences and what is pleasurable for us. I truly believe that you can't know who you are, know yourself fully, unless you know who you are also in your joy and in your ecstasy, in your sensuality and in your pleasure as much as you know who you are in all the other areas of your life or as much as you know yourself in your stuckness, you know? 
Yeah. And that is literally breaking the cycles, which I think I'm going to have to change the title. It's not breaking the cycles of dysfunctional sex. It's breaking the cycles of dysfunctional sexuality. Yes. It's, yeah. our, it's, it's who we are. It's the coming home into us and releasing all of that shame and conditioning and shackles that either we've put on ourselves or society has put on us or we think we need to do. Right. Absolutely. And that's the thing too. I mean, just there's so many constructs in society where it doesn't make it safe for you to be a woman in your sexuality, in your pleasure, or to even fully own that. We still have to look for, you know, defined, boundaried, safe spaces to find that it's it's not part of the everyday culture. So yeah, find, seeking and finding those places and stepping into places where you can be your full sexual self in your sexual identity is so critical. Yeah. I found it to be, you know, some people would say, why do we have to be so sexy and so sexual even at school of womanly arts or with mama Jean? And I was like, I realized it then, but I didn't have the words for it. I have the words for it now. It's because it's this quick portal in it's like this, we're blasting the shackles away. We are like dropping in hard and fast in the highest, most disempowered place that we've been. And from that can come all the empowerment. Yeah. And that's like the biggest thing that's been stolen from us. Right. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Like, I mean, for the longest, and it's still happening. Women are shamed for monetizing their sexuality, everything from how they look to the actual act itself. But people have been making billions off of it for God knows how long. Right. So Mm -hmm. there, there is something so so I don't even know what the word is. It's just so powerful. Dysfunctional. And the other one's dysfunctional. <laughs> we can reclaim it with our power. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. I was in the car the other day with my son and his girlfriend. They're both 21. And she was talking about Botox and this. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. But let's back up here a moment. Um, this is what you've been told you need to do as a woman. You're 20 freaking one. This is what you've been told. We've been sold the products. We've been told we're too heavy. We're told this is not the perfect body. We're told to look like this. We're told we should show up this way. And yet there's only 1% probably of the population that actually is the way that people are, have been telling us through music videos, through TV, through magazines, through all of this conditioning for years. And it's up to us to change that. They're not going to change it. If we say no more, this is not okay. This is when we get to collectively change it because it's not accurate. It's not true. And it's putting us in a dysfunctional cycle of self-hatred. Yeah. That's the heart of the dysfunction right there is it's impossible to calibrate to everybody else and what everybody else's standards or ideas are for what is sexy, what is hot. Like it's so important to calibrate to what you think is sexy, what you think gives you life and what you think feels good. I see this, especially with women around issues with weight, because the thing is, is like the more you have self-hate or disapproval or view yourself in a way that needs to be fixed, the more people are making money off of you. They make so yes. much money. When, when, when you are insecure, you are prime real estate for people to make money off of you. And it's absolutely impossible to try to fit everybody else's standards. So, I mean, 
if you're looking to break the cycle of dysfunction, really don't look anywhere outside of yourself for what the standard is. Set the standard, be the standard. So mm-hmm. if, if you think you need to make a change, okay, but make sure it's like a change that you're really making because it's for you, it's aligned with you, and it's so you function better, right? Not, mm-hmm. not to meet somebody else's standard. Yeah, that's so, so good. And I think there's a piece there, at least it was for me, I'm not sure, but I'm going to guess for you too, because we met up in the School of Women the Arts, where we can't do that on our own sometimes, because there's so much conditioning. There's so much shame. There's so much trauma packed into our bodies, where it's important to have somebody to guide you. And it doesn't matter who, honestly, at this point, there's so many sex, love, and relationship coach, empowerment coach, pussy-based coaches, light workers in the world. We can all guide you in that way to seeing who you really are and to reclaiming your truth. And it's funny too, also the dysfunctional, you said about dysfunctional, they set us up, they being society, culture, patriarchal, advertising, all of that. They set us up to be dysfunctional. So it is up to us to break that cycle and to not see ourselves as dysfunctional anymore because we're not. We're so not. And it's like they're dysfunctional drug dealers, right? So they give you some of the dysfunction, you get a little bit of a reward and then you need it again. So you act dysfunctional, you get caught in this like pattern, this cycle that you're really not conscious of. And in all fairness, I mean, we mainly operate on the subconscious, right? So it's difficult to even get coordinates on where this is going on in you and what's going on to begin with. But once you start to see it, you really can't unsee it. Um, and you you said something about, you know, does, it doesn't really matter. Like there's so many people who do this work in this field. But the main thing is, is that if you're you're looking to do this work, that you, you find community, you find accountability. Because there's the nature or the identity of who you are, and then there's who you're nurtured to be. And if you are stepping into a reclamation or a rejection of any part of your identity or sexual identity, you're going to need some backup and support because you really come into that full embodied version of yourself when you have that being reflected back to you in community when that new nature of the sexually empowered version of yourself is being nurtured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I honestly don't think this work can be done alone. I, it needs to be done in yeah. some sort of community, whether it's one-on-one with a coach or in a larger container, which I see benefits to being in container like that can be really, really healing and going into reclaiming sisterhood and so forth. But there's also a deepness that can come and a real true healing that can also come sometimes deeper depends where in in one on one. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, I would identify as someone who's bold as fuck, like really kind of a rebel and out there. But that's not that energy that I need in my container, right? I mean, it's it's awesome to see a lot of women come together. I love certain group experiences, but the energy that I need to really do this deep work is a lot of hand holding, 
a lot Mm -hmm. of approval, a lot of reflection to say, um, hey, you are not broken. There is another way. We can do this another way. And let me show you how here. And let me show you some options. And let me invite you to try this on. And I really get that in the one-to-one containers. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes I get FOMO because there's only so much space and time in your life for things. And these past couple of years, I've been really focused on being in the one-to-one. But yeah, you just have to kind of gauge where you're at and see who you resonate with, who you really are feeling their energy and you intuitively know that they've got something big for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I had a reflection of my own last night that I was explaining, like, there is something amazing in weekend sessions that you can go deep and you can go hard, but there's something else that comes afterwards in the long-term containers where you're being held consistently with accountability in, and you're learning how to learn and take everything you've learned and incorporate that through your regular life, because otherwise it's not going to stick, right? We really need to hold that accountability and have those partners in. And that, that part's really, really, I don't know, I'm still reflecting on it, but it's, it's so true. A weekend or a little mini workshop can really get you in and get you pumped. Yeah. But if you want to keep that going, we need more support long-term. Yeah. It's like active integration for the long-term, you know, you, you have somebody that keeps pulling you back in, whether it's holding a big vision for your life or what you truly want in your sexual experiences or in your sexual identity, you know, it, it takes a lot of courage. And if you've been used to operating from your small self, whether it's in the bedroom or the boardroom, wherever you're talking about this, right? It's really helpful to have somebody like kind of cheering you on, blowing you up, being like, hey, you can have this conversation. You can state this boundary. You could show up for what you value. You can have your own back. You can explore this and come to know who you really are and accept who you really are. Because as you come to know that, and as you come to know and accept yourself, the things that you desire the most that are truly for you are going to show up because they're going to resonate with you. Right. So, I mean, that's what this really comes down to. We we're talking about dysfunction, but like if people are listening to this conversation, it's because they want something else they're seeking, (laughs) they're exploring, right. They want more from their relationship. They want more from sex. And in order to get that more, you have to be more of who you are. And that's really scary for people who have gotten millions of messages that say to get more, you have to be less you. Exactly. Nail on the head. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to have to re-listen to that too, because it was, that was amazing. (laughs) That was amazing. Any tips for anyone listening who is like, taking baby steps right now to how to start breaking the cycles at home right now from the beginning. Ultimately, you'll want to get support. But if you're like, "Mm, I want to try this, what would, is there anything you would give them right now? I'm trying to think if there really is, or if it's like, just suck it up and get in a container. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my biggest thing when I work with women is like, I tend to work with a lot of women where I'm a bridge for this work, right? So I have to do a lot of explaining to people what this is about. I'm their first contact with this world. They're used to being in one paradigm and I'm kind of like pulling them over. 
So what I like to do is give them a really solid foundation of what this journey looks like, because I feel like that takes a lot of the anxiety and pressure out of it. If there's one thing that you should know is that this is a process. This is a process of transformation. I don't know how old you are when you're listening, if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years, but you've been navigating your life in one direction for so long, it's going to take some time, right? And the transition, it can be really triggering. It can be really painful and we can make it so much easier on ourselves if we value our own unique way and honor our own timing. So self-approve, stay out of judgment around how long you take, whether it's orgasms or how long it takes you to get to your definition of success, whether that's life, business, or relationships, and play the long game, right? Small reclamations and small rejections over time will help you get out of your head, get into your body, stop pushing, pushing, driving, pushing, and being in this pressure and showing up every day for what you want. You'll be able to get into this place where you show up every day for what you want and your needs. And you're going to start to, over time, sexually step out of your small self and really step into your brilliance, whether it's in better life. And it ultimately comes down to my main message of just play big queen, whether that's like a small step or a big step, just play big. Yeah. Yeah, the approval is a a huge one, that one I work on a lot of. And we need to be reminded, like, I can't tell my clients 5,000 times and they know, can you approve of that? What can you approve of of that? And they're like, oh, yeah, I forgot, right? Like, I forget too. That's why we have accountability. That's why we have sisterhood. We can't go about this alone. We're not meant to go about this alone if we go there too. Um, The approval is a huge one and it's not an easy one to take right from the start. It's it takes some work and some practice. And I like you reflecting it into a practice because it is, it's not something we just go and break the cycles one weekend or one month, and then we're good on, on our own. It's something that we want to keep bringing back into our body, something we want to continue working on, continue deepening in. There's so much richness. There's so much deepness. There's so much more juiciness underneath. When you think it's amazing and it's great, there's more underneath. Like there's so much more. And this is where there's so many layers. And this is where I see, you know, so many people really connect to themselves, to their bodies, to their essences and their true calling, their true purpose literally sprouts out from there. And then they're like, oh, I've always had this nudging to go here, but you know, it wasn't available to me. It was quickly shut off. And there's so much beauty underneath there where we can break those cycles and break the dysfunction in society in our bodies in our minds and come back into wholeness into realness into connecting to being empowered yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean I think that's the, the best thing you could do is just on a daily basis really ask yourself like how can I be more me today like how can I like what really is bringing me pleasure and getting like radically honest with yourself, even if it's just around one thing a day, do I want this glass of water? Right? Do I mm-hmm. actually feel like having sex, whether it's big or small, um, really just checking in with yourself and doing that self check-in because we've been taught to ignore our intuition that we can't trust that, but you can, you can trust that. 
And that's really where the confidence comes from too. Like in the sexual confidence, like the Latin form of confidence means fidere, which is to trust. So confidence is really having trust in oneself. So the more and more you check in with yourself, you earn your own trust and you say, Hey, do I really want this? No, I don't really want this. Okay. I'm going to say no. You're building Mm. your self trust. Um, And it happens in, in those little moments where, you're, where you just take a beat and you're like, what do I really want and how do I calibrate to that? Yes, the trust is so, so important. And, and yeah, it's noisy in our heads, but when we can learn to get into our bodies and learn to start listening, that trust builds so fast, so, so fast. That's beautiful. Yeah. And you can really simplify the noise by listening to yourself, right? Just listening to like what you really want. Yeah. Yeah. Any last things that you want our listeners to hear before we sign off? Do you calibrate to you? You are worth big and small sexual experiences, whatever you want. You are so worthy and deserving of having it. If you just give yourself permission. Mm, yeah. And life, you're so worthy of everything you desire in life. It's all connected. It is all connected. So So it's really important the way you show up in the bedrooms, the way you're showing up in your life. So it does not matter. It is all connected. And that's so beautiful. Thank you. We're going to drop all your links also in the show notes. Thank Mm. you so much. Kim, you're awesome. And your energy is so sexy, so juicy. I feel like you juiced me up today. Thank you. Thank you. If you are loving this podcast and you love the tips that I'm sharing and it feels aligned, but you're just not quite sure where to start, what is the best route for you to take right now? I would love to connect with you. I'm offering free consultations to anybody who would like to learn more, see which of my programs best suits them, maybe discuss private coaching. We don't have to, but what we'll do is we'll start to dive into what you desire, what you're struggling with, what is going on for you right now. And if there's time, I'll take you through a little embodiment practice to help solidify your desires deep in your body right now. And if you want to ask more questions about what is the next best step for you and what will help you with your unique issues and desires and goals, I would love to connect. So hop on a call. I'm going to drop the link in the show notes and let's talk about you and see if it feels aligned to work together. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you got a juicy nugget or two, scroll down on whatever app you're listening to and leave a five-star rating and review. I invite you to follow me, join the conversation, the weekly lives, and a lot of other amazing free content in my private Facebook group. Let's get your sexy back. You can also friend me personally on Facebook, Kim Coffin, and follow me on Instagram at Get Your Sexy Back Coach. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, don't be shy. Reach out. I'd love to connect with you. 